probably just told you we're recording. I think that they do that for, um, you know, state law and federal law purposes. So you're being recorded, Rachel. This is Doc Nansen at Doc Nansen. Uh, We're recording because, uh, you know, you just had too much for an email this week, I think. This past week, uh, as many people who are in the little BDT bestie community probably know, Rachel went off to see a wrestling show, her first wrestling show in some time. And uh, you've been bubbling, bursting at the seams, perhaps might be a better way of putting it. Uh, so so what, what, tell me, tell me, where did, where did you go? What did you see? What, how, what, lay it on us. Hi, besties. Jack, thank you for this honor of gracing your airways. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, and this is the week yeah. after that you, you were my piece of positivity. So you better feel like doubly blessed, like two weeks in a row here. So, all right. (laughs) I do feel, I do feel doubly blessed. This is an honor. It's an honor and a privilege. Um, Yeah. So I think the last time I went to a WWE live event, I also graced your airwaves to talk about it. And that was NXT takeover. Yes. Yes. That was my last live WWE show. And actually you went to a couple of live shows. We, We have a history of you coming on the show to talk about live shows, don't we? You've done it like three I times. I thought it was just. I thought it was just. Yes, it was my NXT house show and then NXT Takeover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Takeover was my last WWE experience live, um, and then my last indie wrestling experience was well before the quarantine started. So, well, like I would say, 2019-ish okay. was my last one, probably April of 2019, I believe. And so this was my first wrestling show in at least three years. And I went to AEW and I saw a, and I saw AEW dark, AEW dynamite, AEW rampage, and I'm still catching up on my sleep. How, how long of of, uh, a live show is that, that they tape all three of those shows back to back. That's gotta be at least what is it an hour for dark two hours for dynamite and one hour for rampage. Is that, is it just four hours or. Does it go longer? Do they do? I have lots of questions. Roughly how long? Sure. An hour for dark. They started right at seven. They ended at about 7.55, you okay. know, to pump up for dynamite. Dynamite was two hours exact because it's live. It has to be TV, TV time, which was great. Rampage, they definitely cut out a lot of things on TV because Rampage went at least an hour and a half. Okay. Um, so they definitely cut some things. And then at the end, they do a whole little shindig. Um, so I probably walked out of the building close to midnight, I would say. Okay, so yeah, a long night for sure. That's a good five hours yeah, that's, of my I life. Mean, that's, <laughs> that's a long night for sure. With uh, an hour and a half drive home and work the next oh, day. God. Again, you, yeah. you're a better person so than I because so I, I would have been sleeping. It was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal. So I get one question I have for you about AEW because I've heard this before. I've heard that they will retape segments if something doesn't go the way they want it to. Did they retape anything when you were there? They did not retape. No, um, there was a spot in Rampage where they tried to throw, I want to say, Rip Baker or somebody through a table and it didn't break. That was cut out of Rampage completely. She okay. just did it again right in the moment. It didn't like stop or anything. Okay. All right. So like yeah. just like one seamless thing. And then yeah, on, yeah. did you watch Rampage? So like they just skipped it not breaking and they cut to the footage of it breaking. Correct. They just edited yeah. it in seamlessly. Okay, that's that's not yep. bad. That's yep. kind of an okay way to do it. I no, guess. nothing like, it's not like and stopping and restarting it. Yeah. Correct. That, 
That would Correct. seem weird to me if they did that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, the magic no. of editing, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So how did the night start out? How did the night start out? Um, so we got there. There was a ton of fans in line and it was, it was weird. Like I've done this since I was 16, but it was like a culture shock to like see all these people in one place again. Um, it's been a long time with the pandemic and nobody's gone anywhere really. So exactly. This was my first real event since the pandemic, to be honest. And that's a Um, pretty big arena, isn't it? The one that they were at. It was. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, for, for this, for this state, it, it, it's fairly large. Yes. It's not like yes, large right. in the grand scheme of things. No, no, but by no means for here. Yes. Um, and it was just, you know, the friend that I was with, we were, there were definitely certain people we were actively avoiding um, while we were there. So we went in, um, we did keep our masks on in the concourse because everyone was just like on top of you. Um, so we went straight to our seats, found our seats, wanted to know just where we were, get settled. When we got to our seats, I was actually really surprised at how close they were. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, they were pretty Um, close. I saw the photos. Yeah, I've been in that arena a hundred times. We were, I mean, you did not need to zoom to see the ramp, which I will get into later because I stared at Christian for 25 minutes. But anyway, (laughs) um, so our seats were closer than we expected. We were shocked. We were right near the exit because we got aisle seats. And so for AEW Dark, I mean, I paid attention, but I also did a lot of my people watching during that time. You know, who's who? Do I know this person? Do I remember this person? Um, and then I got my pretzel, and I got my water, and I wanted to get myself situated because I knew I really didn't want to get up during Dynamite. I was really, really excited for Dynamite. So I got everything together for AEW Dark, settled in, took some pictures, and pretty much waited till 8 o'clock. AEW Dark is definitely your old school sunday night heat yeah. so it's not really like it wasn't it was exciting because it was like okay i'm here and the energy's here but it was also just like okay let's go <laughs> <laughs> they had, it felt very did, slow moving did you see anybody on that show that you were excited to see i to be honest i don't remember i know um it was a long order night i mean five hours the, so the dark order came out like three different times during AEW dark alone okay. um so, you know, I took a couple pictures. Cole Cabana's back from overseas, so that's fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was... AEW Dark was kind of me just, like, settling and taking it all in, to be honest, which I don't know if other people feel that way. I don't know if I'm just a terrible person. But... Um, well, and we were also hoping to see some indie guys, too, but we did not. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the thing that gets me about Dark... I Because, again, this is how they're starting your live show, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. It seems to me like when you go to a WWE show, even if they're starting uh, with back in the day, they used to start by recording velocity or heat or something like right. that. Right. And, you know, but even back then, like all those people that were on the WWE programming had brand name recognition of some sort. So, like, you were still excited right. to see those people. Uh, so, I guess my question is not just you, but the whole crowd that was around you. Did it seem like people were excited during dark or was it the reaction more tepid until the, the more mainstream names started coming out later in the night? It, it was more tepid. Um, I'll get into the crowd a little more later uh, because it is very interesting that a lot of people and a lot of the stuff I've seen on Twitter says that our crowd sucked. So I will get into that a little yeah. more later. I feel um, like they always say that about crowds in this state, honestly, though. I think they do. 
they were like, oh, this is such a WWE crowd because of where they were. But I have my own opinions being there. But I would say dark. I think people were like excited for the first couple matches. Like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm at AEW. Um, when Justin Roberts asked who's, you know, was at AEW for the first time, I would say 85% of the arena cheered. Um, yeah, I mean, so about 85% of that, that arena times. was at AEW for the first time. So I think the beginning half of Dark was a lot of people just being like, oh my gosh, I'm here, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, so, I mean, unfortunately, I can't speak too much on Dark. Maybe others can. Um, but my excitement definitely started around 7.55, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're, be- they're building so up to- for Dynamite now. So Tony Khan came out. Um, okay. He came out before Dynamite and before Rampage. Um, and he was the most excited man to just like be living his life. Like he came out with his little headset wrapped around and the crowd chanted his name. And he was like, let's go. And like, you know, really getting the crowd pumped up. I'm like, this McMahon could never. Um <laughs> So like it was just I mean, kind of cool to see him excited about his product. You yeah, know? I guess that's my question is because I, I I think it's cool that he's excited about his product, but I know like it's a common complaint that a lot of people have is that oh Tony's just a fanboy. He does not a booker. He doesn't have the mind for it. He's just excited to be there. He's a he's a mark with with a wallet. Like I don't know, man. Like there's some there's to me but there's what something it, refreshing with somebody enjoying what they're doing. Hmm. And you know what? He might be a mark with a wallet and he might be a fan, but so are we. And we are loving the product he's putting out. So clearly he's doing something right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I find he it was, hard. It to was fall. very refreshing. Good. It was refreshing to see him excited to like be there. Are you excited um, for Vince McMahon to wrestle at WrestleMania this year? No. <laughs> are we, we going to watch it? Are we going to watch it? Yeah. Although there is um, an AEW pay-per-view this weekend. Yeah, I'm coming over. Okay. I'll make sure to send some other invites out then. I'll be there. All right. Oh, yeah. Good. Eric's already asked as well. Oh, good. Okay. I haven't sent him an invite <laughs> yet, but I'm going to. Uh, he, he will have the invite before he this, hears this. This is his invite, Eric. I mean, if he even listens invite. to the show anymore. I, I don't know if he does, but I presume that he might occasionally. <laughs> he does a lot of traveling, mm-hmm. so you got to fill the time somehow. True. Um, exactly. Okay, so if Tony Khan came out, then what? So then Tony Khan came out. So then, you know, JR came out to fulfill the announcer seat. So it was JR. Um, what's the guy's name? It starts with an E. Excalibur. Him. And yeah. I think. Like I, King Arthur's sword, think, Excalibur. And I think Tony Schiavone, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sure. Really yeah. That seems okay. right. So they were there. Um, and the very first match was the Tag Team Battle Royal. So none of those entrances were shown on television. They None of them had their theme music. They all just introduced them and brought them out in a slew during that like five minute time period. So like that was fun because like we weren't sitting there. We weren't bored. We got, you know, tag team after tag team after tag team after tag team. Um, by the time the show went live on air, the um, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus and Christian came out and decided to sit on the top of the ramp and watch the entire match. Heard it was a great match. I watched it the next day on my DVR. Um, <laughs> I mean, fan, are you? Since day one. Okay. Since All the right. day I started watching wrestling. Um, so the fact that, and I've met him, so this is like so stupid. The fact that I was just like, oh my God, he's right there. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but it's again, okay to fan it's, out it's, every once in a while. It's been such a long time. Yeah. So it was like seeing it for the first time again. Um, so I stared at Christian a lot. And I'm also, I'm a huge Big Brother fan. I don't know if people know this. And I'm actually watching his season right now. Austin from Big Brother 17 is Luchasaurus. And I found that out six months ago and it just blew my mind. So that was kind of cool to be like, oh, you're yeah. Austin from Big Brother. Like, weird. Um, but no, the tag team battle royal was really good. Um, and there was a lot of furthering the story between the Young Bucks and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Um, I've, do, do they have a name? They have a name. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Red Dragon, thank you. Kyle about, um, oh, was it so yeah, Red they, Dragon? I thought it was Red Dragon. Dragon. Okay. The way oh, they maybe spell it. Is, it no, it's you're R-E right. capital D. You're yeah. right, though. It, it's it's Red Dragon. I've heard it pronounced Red Dragon, so it must be that. Okay. If only okay. DC were um, here to school me, I oh, need my wrestling teacher. So angry. <laughs> so, so angry at me right now, not knowing my stuff. Um, but yeah, so they won the match, and them and the Young Bucks kind of went at it, and then Adam Page came out. Um, this was a fun little thing. He grabbed a chair. He who's ready for story time with Adam Page, baby? So that was really fun. Um, <laughs> Adam right. Cole okay. came out. Adam Cole came out. He didn't say much. He just grabbed his his people. Um, there was a nice little moment where Paige and the Young Bucks kind of had a stare down and it was like, hmm, are they going to go back together while the other two go with Adam Cole? Like, is this the dissension in the ranks? Um, so that was a nice little way to go to commercial um, and to end that yep. that wrap up. That's nice so, that little will they, won't they stuff, right? I mean, playing yes. people's expectations. Let's see what happens. Absolutely. So that was fun. Um and now, Doc, we have to have a conversation here because the next segment was the MJF promo. Okay. Okay. And I know how you feel about you don't think it's very great. But I'm surprising. I'm surprised because you like storytelling. I do. And this story has now officially taken some twists and turns. So I don't know if you saw the promo from this I past not, week. But I have heard okay. good things about it. And the okay. thing that I would say is this seems like the first bit of storytelling that I would view as fresh and possibly engaging. The stuff that yes. I was railing about the last you know, couple of weeks in the program was, was the old standby heel stuff. For this guy who I think is the future of mm-hmm. wrestling heeldom, you know, MJF, mm-hmm. I just I couldn't believe that he's just been resting on m- 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 Midwest stuttering and, 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 and all the cheap heel tricks that, that have been around mm-hmm. for, for 50 years. And, and I'm sorry, just don't, don't engage me anymore. Um, but this, this, this development here um, seems like now it's going somewhere. Like he's actually going to be an actual individual character uh, with with a unique sort of backstory. It makes me care about him as a character, as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, this strikes me as good storytelling from what I've heard about it. Again, haven't seen it, but that's what I, I, I heard enough about it that I, I'm, I'm okay. comfortable being positive. Okay, so he came out to a slew of booze, of course. And then as his promo went on, and I actually started listening, like really listening to his words, the arena got very 
quiet. He started talking about, you know, football and he was getting money thrown at him because he was Jewish and his football player friends that he thought he could trust and this and that and the other. And he rolled that into, well, I'm going to be a professional wrestler because if CM Punk can do it, so can I. And then CM Punk quit. And he felt like CM Punk had quit on him. And like, he, he was crying. Like he had tears. It was not one boo. Like people almost didn't know what to do. That is good storytelling. It builds on a kernel of truth that very well may be true for him and his personal backstory. I've seen some Facebook posts come to light that this story was 1000% true. And, and, and that, that is always good storytelling. Like, in any like excellent movie or television show, usually the best villains are the ones that feel justified in what they are doing. Coming out mm-hmm. and, and stuttering at a crowd just to be an asshole. Again, that's just cheap old school heel shit. That's a shtick, mm-hmm. right? This right. is now moving into making it personal territory, something that actually matters uh, for him as a character to, to establish him. Like this becomes interesting. And I'm sorry right. that other people have been eating up the stuff from the last few weeks. Some people in the bestie chat vehemently disagree with my opinion on it. And that's okay. They're allowed to like what they like, right? But um, to me, I just feel like the program up till now has been a little bit spinning its wheels. And now we're several weeks in. And only now have we found where rubber meets road and traction mm-hmm. has caught. And we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. I, again, I just feel like they wasted some time here on something that should have been, on paper, a surefire thing from day one. I agree with you to, a sense, <laughs> to, to an extent. And what was interesting, though, is like Punk came out and there was a part of me that was a tad disappointed. He didn't come out with the bells and whistles. We didn't hear Cole's personality. He just kind of walked straight to the ring. But because I was sitting to the, you know, across from the hard cam, I couldn't see what he was saying and I didn't think to watch the monitor and watching it back on Thursday. He asked MJF, is this true? Is this true? Are you telling the truth? Are you serious? Like he was almost starting to like soften. And so the twist and turns that this has now taken for a dog collar match and what this could bring next week. I'm, I'm actually really excited. The only thing that I don't like about this and was, is that MJF at the end winked at the camera as he was going up the ramp, supposedly. That's the okay, one part I, I don't like. That. I wish they had just left that out. So we would have a little bit wait. more, is it or isn't true? Because um, it makes me think that it's not. Um, but, but hey, oh, whatever. See, I didn't think he winked. Story. I just saw tears. Yeah, I just thought I saw visible tears on his cheek. So I didn't notice a wink. I, I, hmm. I think overall, though, I think finally, good. You've given me a reason to care about these two who are, who are great, uh, they've given me a reason to actually care about the fight and the feud. And that I think is fantastic. Better late than yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, go, you know, I know I said I touched on the crowd as we moved through. Surprisingly, very not as excited for CM Punk as I would have expected. Well, um, after that promo, how could you? I mean, he's basically and, throwing yeah. around, you know, thinly veiled. Uh, slurs to some extent in the story. Like that's a very sobering sort of story to tell. Right. As you said, crowd got quiet and then CM Punk comes out, no music, no nothing to re-energize the crowd. Right. I think it's very, right. I think that 
I think that's exactly what they were going for. I don't think you can fault the crowd for that. It reads to me like they were trying to elicit that response from the crowd. Right. Right. No. And I agree because I thought I'd be much more excited. I'm like, this crowd hasn't seen CM Punk and how, you know, who knows how many years they're going to go ballistic. And then they did it. And I was just like, but neither did I, because I was just like, did MJF just turn face? Like, and this is the thing. Happened? This is the thing about MJF. I said this, you know, when I was praising him, when I saw him just making his way to the ring at that pay-per-view, you know, on the show afterwards, that man has the ability to get the crowd to just eat from the palm of his hand. And this is a mm-hmm. perfect example of it in a way that I don't think you're used to thinking about MJF. Um, but again, I think just proves uh, how excellent he's going to be in the future. I agree with you. I agree. So commercial break um, crowd was super into Justin Roberts all night. Like he was <laughs> one of the pops of the night. Every time he spoke, he was, it was so funny. Um and then he was like, you know, naming different states during commercial. And he's like, who's here from, you know, he would name like California. And then who's here from North Carolina. And he did the whole, you sure. know, spiel. So people loved it. Um, the third match of the night or, you know, the second match really was House of Black versus Pac and Penta. Um, that was fine. Um, <laughs> I would have marked out to see I, Penta. Um, it was cool. The, yeah. the entrances were super, super cool. Um, you know, everything was great. There was a lot of action outside the ring, which was fun. Um, and then when the lights went out towards the end, you knew Buddy Matthews was was there. Um, that was probably also a pop of the night. One of the top four pops of the night was Buddy Matthews. Um, crowd went ballistic. Everyone was really excited. And going back to storytelling, I did like. You know, I couldn't hear the commentary, but I did like his, who's he going to side with? Like, is he going, you know, he has a history mm. with Malachi Black. Is he going to go with him? You know, so that was a nice little, a little moment. Um, I did, I do a video of the entrance. I have to send it to the missus. <laughs> yeah, she'll like that. Yes. Um, Jericho Kingston had their face off next. Right. Yeah. Um, this was hilarious um <laughs> jericho had a line of security guards and eddie kingston came out first and kind of grabbed his mic and was like what the heck is this and then like stood with the security guards for like a second the crowd ate that up That's um funny. crowd went nuts for jericho's entrance theme of course um so that was pretty good and you know he has a blast with that and then eddie was like are we all done Just massaging your ego the whole thing um Jericho called him a baby face or said something about how he's turning into a baby face. Kingston asked, what's baby face? Um, he, you know, he told Jericho he didn't want to be doing this. This is not a sports entertainment company. This is a wrestling company. Go down the street if you want that. Um, okay. Crowd ate right. that up. Yep. And then, you know, Jericho said everyone was so excited for Eddie Kingston to come to AEW. But Chris Jericho thought he meant they meant Eddie Edwards because he had never heard of Eddie Kingston. So... It was a hilarious back and I'm forth. not going to was- lie. Before I think I saw Eddie Kingston, I totally was thinking of Eddie Edwards when we were, when people were talking to me about Eddie so Kingston funny. in the early days. 100%. Um, so funny. Yeah, like it, the two it, of them, that was just funny to me. Two of them are great talkers. So like having them interact on the mic, probably a great segment, doing good to build up their match. Um, 
that'll be exciting this weekend for sure. It was, um, it was a little too long. Like when I watched, I watched it back once. And then uh, like when I decided to like watch some funny moments again, I only watched it up to like a certain point. And then I was like, okay, it got a little too long for me towards the end there. Um, but the crowd ate it up the whole, like the whole time it was live. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was more fun to be there live, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. If that makes sense. And then after that, we had Sammy Guevara and Ken from The Dark Order. There is enough. I don't really know why that was a match. I think it, it might have been a qualifying match for something. I'm not really sure. <laughs> All right. Um, but I did go to the concourse um, towards the end of that one just because I knew the main was coming up and I knew I was going to want to watch the main event. Um, right. Yep. There was a women's match next. I honest, I'm so bad with the women's matches. It was Jade versus I can't remember who. The Maybe you have it pulled up. I'm so bad. Your besties are. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. I really had a good time. I swear. Um, it's a long day. Um, and then it was time for the main event. So like, I have to say the two hours flew by. The the two hours of dynamite absolutely flew by. Most of the show I felt was done at nine o'clock. I'm like, how is it only nine o'clock? Like, this feels like it's been three hours, but in a good way. Like, yep. they had a lot of stuff crammed into one hour. Um, so the main event was Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson. And, you know, Brian was one of the people that I really wanted to see. So at this point, I've seen all three of my people. Um, <laughs> the crowd was actually pretty quiet during the match. I think that translated to TV as well. Um, I don't know if they were actually enjoying the match, which I hope they were, because it was like a good wrestling match. It was very technical, um, as you knew it would be. And then at the end, Brian got attacked by um, I think they're I think it's 2.0, the tag team that Garcia works with, and so everyone started chanting for Moxley. Moxley came out. The crowd erupted. Nice. Um, and they let his music play, which was very like old school. So like as he tossed one of the guys over the rope, the crowd just went, wow, thing. So like he was wrestling to his music, which was really fun. Yeah, it's a fun um, moment. They chanted his name. And then before they even said anything to each other, the crowd erupted with this is awesome. Just them staring at each other. That's the picture that I sent you was a little stare down. Um, and Dynamite went off the air after they you know, confirmed that they were going to have their match at Revolution. Um, Brian walked to the back. Mox kind of hung out with everybody for a while. He walked up the ramp. He kind of played with our two sections, just like waving and, you know, doing silly things. And, you know, I mean, he he probably got pop of the entire night, like Dynamite Rampage, the whole deal. It was probably John Moxley. I mean, pretty good five matches in a two-hour period, plus two really good promos. Um, yeah, that's a good solid two hours of professional wrestling, huh? Absolutely. I was, I was so pleased. And then it was just, you know, at this point I'm like, okay, it's like 10, 10, I'm tired. Um, you know, but I was like, I want to make it through rampage. I was really excited about rampage. Um, so Tony Khan came out again and he was, you know, hope everyone enjoyed dynamite and, um, you know, Rampage is going to be so much fun. And like, again, it was just, it was so endearing. Like it yeah. really was to just, he was so happy. Um, and then Jer- they introduced Jericho to the announce table. So of course the crowd went nuts. We all sang Judith and Jericho was like, 
you know, <laughs> singing it with us. And that was actually super fun. He must do that before every rampage. No doubt. Um, and so that was really, really fun. Um, just some brief notes about rampage instead of going through each match. So your DDT wrestling show isn't five hours this week. Um, the first match. So the friend I was with, her two favorite wrestlers are John Lockley and Darby Allen. Um, right before Rampage, um, they challenged. I want to say I'm looking at the list. Um, they challenged Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Sting to a match against Andrade El Idolo, Idolo, not Hardy, it's the crew. Um, so it was Sammy Guevara versus Andrade. Then they started beating up Sammy Guevara. So out comes Darby Allen and Sting. Um, very WWE crowd. They were wooing at Sting and doing the whole thing. And I was like, oh gosh, please stop. My friend was just screaming for Darby Allen. <laughs> that, sure, was sure. nice. that was refreshing. Did Darby come back um, later in the night or was that his whole appearance? That was his whole appearance. Okay. He, so, but he they came set him out, up for the pay-per-view anyways. They did. He came okay. out, he did the coffee drop. Um, and then he also kind of played with our sections a little bit. So she got her money's worth. She was fine. I'm actually <laughs> surprised that we don't see more of Darby Allen because especially Same. like early on, I thought he was going to be a much bigger deal than they've made him out to be. I mean, they, and he's still, he's still palling around with Sting, which is a big deal in and of itself. I, I, mm-hmm. I really feel like I, I'm surprised I don't see him on television more regularly or, or, or more, or more high profile matches, I guess. But maybe yeah, it's not necessary. I, I, do with Sting. Wish. I don't know. Yeah, I do kind of wish we saw more of Darby Allen. I saw him on the Indies when he first, you know, started out over here, and I really enjoyed him. I think, you know, he's really tiny, so he can do a lot of funky things with, you know, yeah. on the ropes, and the coffin drop is insane. So, like, I don't know. I just, I do wish we saw more of him, but I was glad we got a small appearance. Yeah. Um, we we saw Hook. Crowd went bonkers for Hook. We saw yeah. him for maybe twenty seconds. Um, has he had more than like that one match older. yet? No, I don't okay. think so. All right. That's what's so funny about this is I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, people were excited and he delivered in that match. So, I mean, I guess keep being excited. And it looks like they're setting up a Wardlow, Sean Spears situation. Absolutely. Um, That's after been the, weeks in the making now. Yeah. So after the match, Spears told Wardlow that the Powerbomb Symphony isn't over. And then he was like, that means popular. Um, so like really talking down to him. And so Wardlow was not pleased. <laughs> um, but he's like, I love you, man. Like a little brother. And it was just, you know, it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the one good then, thing that came out of the MJF promos of the, for those several weeks, you know, that was that I've been talking about railing against is clearly in the background. They've been building this Wardlow sort of turning um, and the Sean Spears thing. So like that was happening in the background. I was enjoying that. And it's good to see that that's actually going somewhere. Um, well, I thought at first they were going to turn Wardlow against MJF. Well, I yeah, I, I, mean, I think it's going to go there eventually, but, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're starting slower for sure. Yeah. I thought that's where they were going initially. Um, and then the main event, or so then there was a women's match. It was Serena Deeb for, um, versus a local a local girl who I saw wrestle once when she was fourteen. <laughs> All right, she's like a she's like a whole grown woman now. Um, and then there was a contract signing between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. 
um, it was Mercedes Martinez that tried to put um, Hater Jamie Hater through a table, and that's when it didn't break the first time. Okay, all right. So yeah, and then the main event was Orange Cassidy and Anthony Bowens. Um, the beginning of that match was hilarious. So the acclaimed came out and they were rapping, and then they gave Orange Cassidy the mic, and he's like, "Yo, yo, yo," and then he did like those little like toe kicks to his ankle <laughs> and then they attacked him he rolled you know did a bunch of moves with the mic in one hand and then stood up and just went word to your mother and then dropped the mic and started the match that's great the crowd loved it the crowd loved it it was so good um and then at the end um dan Housen came out and everybody loved him oh, um cool. That's another thing, and, Dan yeah. Housen. I feel like I've been want, I've been waiting for him to make more of his presence yeah. known on television. I mean, he's been around. I saw him. They they keep trotting him out week to week, but it seems like he's more like just the. And also, here's Dan Housen instead of actually doing anything with him, which I haven't right. been thrilled with. But uh, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see it. I guess. Yeah, no, I feel similarly. I mean, I have to say, I feel bad because for Rampage, I was starting to like lose my steam. The main event pick me back up for sure um because i do like orange cassidy i think he's hilarious um but it you know it was i was losing my steam and then um they rampage went off the air out comes tony again <laughs> um him, looking Dan like he Housen just drank 16 uh, five hour energies no doubt literally literally I, I wish I, pretty much he was um they all hugged him dan Housen and orange cassidy are like we're gonna hug and so they all hugged. Um, and then Orange and Dan Housen left. Tony Khan once again like thanked everybody. And so I don't know if this happens at every show. It must. He brings out somebody to like hang out with the crowd and let them go home happy. So I was almost positive it was going to be punk because I'm like, we literally saw punk for 0.2 seconds. We didn't get the entrance theme. We didn't get anything. And so he's like, I'm going to bring somebody out that you saw a little bit earlier tonight. He didn't really get to say much. And I was like, oh, it's punk, 100%. And it was Adam Cole. Um, okay. Yep. I was not disappointed no, yeah. at all. Sure. Because um, we, we didn't get his music either. So his music hits. He comes out. He cuts a nice little, you know, I'm going to be your champion. And here's why. You know, he played with the crowd a little bit with the Adam Cole baby. We did that like three times. Um, and then Tony Khan was like, you are... Um, you are obligated to come ringside, say hi, take pictures, shake hands, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so nice. meanwhile, people were leaving and I was like, this is perfect because we're going to go ringside and we are not going to have to fight the parking garage. Yeah. So we went down ringside. We stood there for about five or so minutes until security was like, we have to take everything down. You guys have to go. And there was no way we were going to get to ringside. So they started telling Adam Cole and Tony Khan that they had to leave. So I was right by like the ramp. So Tony Khan walked by and I spoke to him. And again, just so endearing. I was like, you know, I had a great time. Thank you for making wrestling fun again. And he's just like, really? Like, <laughs> really? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, this is a really fun time. He's like, thank you so much. Thank you. It's nice meeting you. I was gonna say, like, I've been to a lot of WWE shows over the years. I've definitely gone to 
quite a number of them at this point. And, you know, I can't remember one show where anybody came out at the end when the taping was over. Mm -mm. It just dumps the whole arena just dumps out. That's it. The only time I've ever seen people hang around at the end was when I went to a a TNA impact show um, when they were in the area years ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I I don't know, like I, it doesn't take much, I think, to send people home happy. And it's nice to see that AEW, don't get me wrong, AEW is still only a fraction of the size of the monolith that is the WWE. I'm sure in terms of making comparisons, it's much more comparable to compare Mm -hmm. AEW to TNA back in the day. But I just think it, it goes such a long way, especially when you're trying to you know, build this grassroots sort of movement and audience, these diehard fans that are going to be your base right. and support you uh, as you grow and so forth. Like, it, I don't know, man, it just, it goes a long way to do those sorts of things for your audience. And I, I think yeah. it's yeah. cool that Tony Khan seems to get that. If that, if he had to be a mark with a wallet to understand that, then so be it. Again, I mm-hmm. am down for that somebody who wants his audience to have fun wants them to see what they want to see wants them to go home excited and happy so they'll tell people so they'll go on their friends podcast and talk <laughs> about what an awesome time exactly. they had at the show i right. think I, I think it's it just speaks volumes to you know what he is thinking right. behind the scenes his business strategy i love it i think it's all i think it's all good I think it's all. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get to meet Adam Cole, but as he was walking up the ramp, I shrieked his name (laughs) um, and I was wearing my Adam Cole shirt. So he he looked my way. He waved. He winked. I told Mrs. Manson, that means we're married now. Um, I see. Well, now it's online, so it's got to be official. There's nothing false. She sent her congratulations. You know what I wrote in my notes? Everyone's going to laugh at me. Ready? Sorry, Britt Baker, DMD. He's now with Rachel. ECE. Just saying. Um, but I mean, overall, the whole thing, it was a great energy. It was a great environment. I will say I'm not disappointed, but I expected a tad more being in WWE's backyard. Sure. Um, maybe I over expected, but I was like, this is their first time here. They're literally 20 minutes down the road. Like, you would have There's thought they would have been Hardy's having gonna show up. CM Punk in a giant match, Moxley in a match, Britt Danielson yeah. in a match. Like, yeah, really making a big, huge deal I out was. of it. I, I, who, I, who do I they have in their back pocket to debut? Like, there's a big Jeff Hardy. Single. Like, I, I was actually expecting Jeff Hardy a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was a little surprising. Um, hey, you got Buddy I, Murphy. That's like the same thing. We hey. got Buddy Murphy. And the crowd, I mean, they're definitely they're definitely turning Matt to pulling away from his goon squad. Um, okay. He the the delete chants were over like crazy. Like he would walk away from his tag team. Like, why aren't you doing anything right? And then start delete, delete, and the whole crowd delete. So they're definitely, I think, taking him out of his managerial role to bring okay. him back into the wrestler role to wrestle with Jeff. Um, probably against them first. I would I would assume. And right. then, um, you know, with all this stuff with, with uh, Cesaro, I'm really excited to see nah, less of an if and more of a when he's going to show up because right. um, he's coming. And oh, yeah, sooner or later. I, 
I just saw the Young Bucks were at Titan Towers on uh, Be the Elite. I saw their video. So they did something at Titan Towers this last week. Um, well, they're having so, fun with it too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say I wasn't disappointed. I think I over, I personally over expected uh, myself. No, I mean, um, that's, 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 it's understandable. Like you said, it was their first time in the area. It could, they got, the, the, if the issue becomes, becomes like, you know, they've got this pay-per-view they're building towards. They can't give everything away literally the week of the pay-per-view. Right. So like I, I, I get it on that front. Um, right. Yeah. You think it would have been cool if they could have maybe tried to come out swinging. Uh, but at the same time, you know, that's, it's a healthy mindset because mm-hmm. again, like in terms of pure financial juggernaut, you're not, you're not on the same stage as the WWE. You know what I mean? The WWE makes more money from their Saudi Arabia shows than, you know, AEW makes on their entire TV contract. It's ridiculous. Right. Um, right. So I don't know. On the one hand, it's good. They don't get too caught up in making their entire identity about bringing it to the man. I think, I think that's actually partly one of the issues that TNA had back in the day, they tried too long. They tried hard Mm -hmm. to be counter programming to the WWE instead of just having fun being their own thing. So I don't know. On the one hand, I can understand 100% you expected more on the other, other hand, ah, maybe there's some wisdom to it. You know, maybe there is some, you know, he is, he is his own promotion and he's recognizing that. So like you said, that is something to be, to be admired. Um, especially, you know, knowing that the talks are out there and knowing yeah. what's happening. Well, it sounds like you overall had quite the night. It was a successful it outing. You, it was. You, know, you made your magnificent return to the pro wrestling uh, arena, I guess, if you will. How did it feel? How, sum it up. Like, I mean, how did it feel to be back? You probably, you know, um, four years ago, you probably never would have thought you were going to another wrestling show. So, no, how is it on not in a million side? years? Um, I think at this point, AEW is the only show I will attend moving forward. Um, I do hope that if they continue to expand, that they do a raw and SmackDown type of thing where both shows are not taped on the same night. Yeah. That I don't know if they're quite, I don't know if they're quite there yet. I think if eventually if rampage becomes a two hour program, that will happen. Lord knows um, they've signed enough people just recently that I feel like they could, they've got the manpower, um, people power. That could women, be his big enough. You know what I mean? Like they, I think they could do it. There's enough people not being utilized now that, Right, a real split could be could be a good thing. That could be his big announcement on Wednesday. I don't could be. We'll see. Could be. I, I'm actually. I'm hearing a few things that I'm I'm liking that the announcement could be. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, Rachel, thank you so much. Well, of course. Thanks. Uh, thank you again for allowing me to grace you. DC. Thank you for not knowing this is happening, but letting it happen. I mean, holy shit. I will say this is like well over 40 minutes at this point. I got the pop up where Zoom was like 
hey, we're gifting you longer than 40 minutes. Rejoice. And I hit, okay. Because I only have the free account. So it was supposed to stop at 40 minutes, but it kept going. At this point, this might have to be an episode of Doc Talk, which I haven't done in years. Um, and I haven't been to a show in years. It's a win-win. It might have to be. It might have Let's to be. It. All right. Well, thank you again for coming and sharing. I, I, I enjoyed hearing me. about it. And I hope to see you this weekend. For, you will. I can't wait for Revolution. Not again? this weekend, next weekend. Revolution? Is it this weekend? I think it's this is weekend, it this isn't week? it? It is. You're right. It is. Today's Monday. You're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you soon. See you soon. All right, everybody. I guess I don't know how to end it, Doc Talk. Um, Doc out. Oh, it's too bad I don't too bad I don't have like Tony Khan just being like, let's go. That's how we can end it right there. <laughs>